And what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Geeking Squad Podcast, episode 10. I don't know what that's in Spanish, so. (laughs) Yeah, there's no Spanish, no Spanglish for you this episode. Dolce? Dolce de leche? I don't know. No, it's not Dolce. That's like sweets, isn't it? Is it? Dolce. Yeah, it is a brand of sweets. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No. We've made it to double digits now. Yeah. We are like, we're officially like uh, prepubescent or something like that. Aww. <laughs> Aww. I'm going to start getting all pimply and, yeah. and emotional. Growing extra hairs. Yep. Yep. Start really getting emotional about our, our newest episode of the Babysitter's Club book and <laughs> all that hey. kind of stuff. <laughs> Were you a Babysitter Club fan? I, I liked some of them, yeah. Yeah. I was more R.L. Stein. Earl Stein's the babysitter. Mm, yeah, there you go. That's oh, the kind of babysitter. Yeah. Okay. Where the babysitter was getting stalked by a killer. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Got me. Because <laughs> I'm because I'm older. Like I think when I was like around nine ten, I was reading a lot of like Hardy Boys books. Mm-hmm. Hardy Boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mom read them at her age too. Yeah. Well, I'm. <laughs> I'm not that much younger than your mother, <laughs> <You're> so. <yeah. laughs> Like ten years younger than her, or something like that. Something if like that. that. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, we are here for episode ten, and on this show, if you don't know, hey Joe, what do you know? <laughs> what do you do on here? We talk about uh, pop culture stuff. Uh, this all comes from articles and discussions and things that go on in the Geeking Squad group on Facebook that we, the three of us, all host. I am speaking of hosts. I am your host, Larry. <laughs> Uh, big mighty blue over here, sitting across from me in his in his blue hoodie, is none other than Vito. And then this one over here that's been threatening me all evening that she's gonna stab me with a. She was gonna stab me earlier with a pen, but she said it wasn't sharp enough. No, it was too sharp. It was too sharp. <laughs> she wanted something duller. I needed something dull. Yeah. So it hurt more. Anyway, I'm Megan. Yeah, it's, <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> so I'm still alive for now, <laughs> for but now. Uh, I'm trying to keep you know social distancing is coming in real handy right now because it's <laughs> keeping me at a safe distance. But um, yeah, so we've got a whole bunch of stuff we're going to talk about tonight. There's been a lot, a lot of stuff going on in the squad group. There's a lot of news. Before we do that, I want to ask you guys, how you doing? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not it's, any better. Huh, yeah, it's yeah. it's been kind of. Eh. <laughs> uh, by the time people hear this, I'm sure it should be about or just past Halloween. Have you guys been at all into the Halloween like spirit this year? Because normally I'm not, but for some reason, maybe just because of the way this year is, I'm trying to embrace anything good. <laughs> I was going to go all out and get a really badass costume. Oh, you didn't do it? You told us you no. did it. No, because I ordered the mask, and then the next night I got an email saying, oh, yeah, the mask is no longer available, so we canceled your order. Lame. And I got there sitting, and I was like, dude, I'm going to end up spending 300 bucks to put this costume together. What am I doing? <laughs> so I decided to cancel the other items in the Aww. in the queue. Yeah. What, what was it going to be? Dude, it was a dark man costume. Like a legit, like photorealistic. This is what they used on set. Darkman mm-hmm. mask, mm-hmm. and I was gonna get like the trench coat and the hat and all that shit. It was gonna fucking be badass. I was gonna have gauze over my face, dude. I had this planned out, and I'm like, dude, I can't spend three hundred dollars yeah. on this, man. That's just ridiculous. Where I'm gonna yeah. wear it for maybe four hours? Like, no. Well, but and, <laughs> and even maybe maybe next year, you know, hopefully, knock on wood, if everything is a little more back to normal by this time next year. Maybe there'll be some more bigger events, or maybe there'll be multiple 
Halloween. If there's to. conventions that we can go to, then definitely I'm right. going to buy that. Yeah. Right. That'd yeah. If awesome. you could actually cosplay. Yeah. Meg, I know you got a costume. I got a costume. I'm looking forward to wearing that out. I'm going to be fucking Beetlejuice. Nice. So yeah. excited. Yep. I'm still trying to debate if I'm going to wear it to work or not. <laughs> I'll have to adjust it a little to do that. But <laughs> <laughs> and we carved some pumpkins and stuff. That was fun. Yeah. Some big pumpkins. Yeah. And, and you got, you're going to have a Lydia with you as well. I'm going to have a Lydia with me. Yep. My friend <laughs> nice. Jess is dressing up as Lydia. So we're going to go as a couple. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're debating signing up for the couples contest. <laughs> There you go. We'll see. <laughs> and now, and they're going to be there. I'm going to be performing because I'm gigging that night. I I don't know if I'm going to dress up or not. I'm I'm not against it. It's just it's hard when you dress up when you have to play. But anyway, we are going to get into our other segment, which we just very affectionately call. What's shaking, bacon? <laughs> still love it. <laughs> Ten episodes in, still love it. <laughs> So in What's Shake and Bacon, we like to just talk about a bunch of the different things that have been posted and discussed. Speaking of Halloween and the holidays being upon us and everything, one of the things that got mentioned that is not not so nice, actually, for a lot of people anyway, is that they announced for the first time in God knows how many years. 60-something years or something like that. Yeah. That's a lot. Since the first ones came out uh, in the late 50s, early 60s, whatever, the Charlie Brown holiday specials will not be aired on network television. Awesome. Why? Shut up. That is bullshit. Why is that awesome? You don't like Charlie? No, I don't like the peanuts. Dude. Dude. Okay, we're done talking to Vito. <laughs> and the show is over. Yep, we're done. <laughs> Dude, they're an institution, you know? I never, never got into it. Oh, my God. It. I, I love them. I have to watch them every season. Yeah, sometimes multiple times I'll watch mm-hmm. them, you know, like it's that's just a, OK. Well, then I can't ask you. But Meg, if you had to pick a favorite, what would be your favorite uh, peanut special holiday special? Um, I'm going to have to go with Thanksgiving. You know what? That's my favorite, too. Yeah, I love that fight scene. <laughs> yeah, when he's fighting with that folding chair. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> messed up. <laughs> I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's actually my, well, and it, by default, because Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Yes, that's Which true. a lot of people think is weird. I don't care. I, that's my favorite <laughs> holiday. Yeah, I mean, all three, all of them are great. I mm-hmm. love the Halloween one. That's a classic. Christmas, of course, you yep. know. But um, they're going to be on Apple TV from now on. And I think that's kind of more the issue the issue is that it's not even like well it's run its course we're not going to put it on tv anymore it hasn't run its course it's as popular as ever but now they're like oh now we have a way of charging people even more you know because i mean they've already put it out on vhs and it's been out on dvd DVD. and blu-ray and stuff and you can get it on other stream you know you could buy it on amazon and things like that that's all fine but i don't know there's just something traditional about it being on fucking CBS or ABC. When I was, I think it's on ABC, it was on ABC now, but when I was growing up, it was CBS. It was always the CBS See, it's special. it's not always old folk stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're always complaining about CBS as all that's that old folk shit. Well, okay, you got See? me. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> hey, to be fair, yeah, because I was, I know I was just talking about that in the last episode and stuff. Okay, to be fair, there was some really kick-ass stuff on CBS. When I was a kid, some of my all-time favorites. We know it's what we've been saying. What, like the Incredible Hulk, uh, Dukes of Hazard, stuff like that. But here's the thing: in the '80s, by like the late '80s, it just got all crusty and old. CBS, the Mothballs Channel. Yes. <laughs> Shut like, up. Seriously, by at some point, it was like 
it just got old. Like NBC and ABC were always like hip, you know, they'd have like the cool hip stuff in the eighties. They had, you know, they had the Cosby show and, and the, the, the family ties and the, who's the bosses and all those kind of things, you know, those were cool. And then CBS had fucking Matlock and all that stuff and now Which it's was great and now it's just like non-stop like never-ending like law shows like <laughs> ncis and stuff it's like <laughs> ncis it just didn't they just announce they just did like their 500th episode? 400 600 something like that yeah big Fucking milestone insane yeah. wow nobody needs that much ncis i don't um, i don't know what you yeah you like ncis yes oh god man i saw one episode and i couldn't get through it Mm-hmm. Love it. I'm just love, a Law and Order guy, Ducky. I guess. Love them all. Yeah, Law and Order. And <laughs> I here, never got into Law and Order. Really? Yeah. I'll see. I oh. like Law and Order. And here's the thing about Law and Order. At least with Law and Order. Well, I know NCIS did this too, because don't they have like Miami and blah blah blah? Like they split yeah. it up. I don't know, man. That shit all seems like the same show to me. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I felt like Law and Order was a little bit more different from one another. I don't know. Maybe I. I probably not. I mean, probably at the end of the day, it's thing. it's the same setup. For any one of those shows, right? Mm-hmm. It's we open with the crime, whatever. Then we got to try to solve it. But then wait, there's a big twist ending at the end, and then this happens. And then and the you're killer's like, the first person you saw, right? So, yeah. But then yeah. they kind of like skirt him away. You're like, oh, then it can't possibly be him. But that's always him, right? Or her, you know? Yeah. Well, in any case, CBS has some decent stuff, but overall, it is the croniest of the of the <laughs> networks. You know, definitely. I I feel like. PBS is more hip than CBS. Wow. PBS is my favorite. I used to watch PBS a lot as a kid, but I haven't yeah. watched it in, in years now. Dude, but. they have so many good. I like all like the Ken Burns documentary series and stuff, you know, that he did Civil War, Vietnam War, he did one about baseball, jazz. He like and that's the thing. CBS first they let go of the Charlie Brown specials, let that slip over to ABC. So that's strike one. <laughs> and then it gets to ABC. It's been on there for you know, twenty some odd years or whatever it is, and now ABC. Now it's going to be on this Apple TV bullshit. It's, no, I agree. There's something nostalgic about it, at getting to watch it on TV. But well, and not for nothing, it's good, wholesome entertainment, family entertainment, mm-hmm. and for, and entertainment for kids. And not everybody out there can afford all these streaming channels. All these streaming channels and stuff. There's a new right. one that pops up like every week, dude. It's right. like, how do you catch up with this? Right. Yeah. So now we're getting de- out of control now. W- yeah. One day that's all going to come to a head and it's just going to explode and then I don't know what's going to happen after that, man. The Big Bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they can't possibly keep adding all these streaming sites. Like, no one's going to sign up for yeah, it at some point. Yeah, there's going to be a limit, you know? yeah. Well, they're already seeing some of them. I mean, you've already got like Netflix and stuff now that are reporting like, you know, that they're not making as much money oh, really? as they were before, and they're going to start. They're not offering Netflix announced just recently. They're not offering uh, free trials anymore or something oh, like really? that. Yeah, like you either sign up for it and pay for it, or you or you get nothing. And the thing is, like once you sign up for an account, you give that password to five of your friends, so they're not paying for it. So I don't know how these guys stay in business. I mean, I don't know. You got like only a third of your subscribers actually are paying for something. You know. Well, but if you you know you figure if a third of your subscribers actually still amounts to something like you know a hundred and ten million subscribers, eh, you're not doing too bad. You know. <laughs> Moving on to other news. Speaking of uh, these streaming services and stuff like that, these new channels, Disney Plus has announced, somewhat surprisingly, I think to me and a lot of people, that they have signed on to do a sequel to Willow. Yay! 
Have you ever seen Willow? I have not seen Willow. Really? That was one of my top movies growing up. Yeah. Behind Beetlejuice and Dirty Dancing in Greece would have been Willow. I watched it not too long ago. I hadn't seen it in quite a while. It was always one of my favorites. And when I watched it again recently, I was like, "Mm, okay, this hasn't aged as well as I had hoped with me, you know. A lot of the effects and different things about it, it was very of its time. Because when did that movie come out? Was it like 88, 89? I want to say it was something like that. 88 or 89. Yeah, it was one of of Lucas's first big ventures after Star Wars and all that stuff. It's good. Don't get me wrong. It's really good. And if you like sword and sorcery kind of stuff and you like some silly humor and shit like that, it's, it's really good. But it's not as good as I remembered it. Really? Which was kind of a bummer. Oh. I was like, oh, okay. You know, some of it, some of the things that I thought were just so funny or so amazing or whatever, I realized like, oh yeah, that was because I was only like 14. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm older now. This is okay. I get it. You know, Val Kilmer's in it. He's still a badass and everything. It's uh, Warwick Davis, you know, was in it. He was great in it. He's going to be in this new one too. That's, really? yeah, he better mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Wow. You can't have a Willow movie without Willow. I mean, okay. you know, I mean, well, this I, is true. I, I guess mean, it could be a different version of Willow. Right. Or they could say it was his kids because right. he had the exactly. kids and stuff in the movie and stuff. I, I'm, I'm definitely interested in checking it out. Yep. Yep. I'm very optimistic. That's good. I'm checking it out. <laughs> check it out. Check, check, check it out. Checking the cash. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Checking the cash. Uh, for people that don't know what he's talking about, because I don't know if that's a regional or that oh, might yeah, just be true. an American. Yeah. There's these stupid commercials. <laughs> I go for a uh, check cashing co- service called Checking the Cash, and they do this stupid hand motion thing like a check. It's like, how are you going to get take- that taken care of? It's like I've got it all figured out. How are you going to do it? Check in the cash. <laughs> oh, God. Well, they charge you 600% interest. <laughs> exactly. Seriously. Exactly. Uh, we're not going to get check in the cash as paid sponsors of this show, that's for sure. <laughs> Please sponsor our show. Um, but speaking of something, now, if you're looking forward to that, I know something that Vito is looking forward to, mm-hmm. and that is the announced series of The Stand. Yes, Dude, so. I can't wait for that, man. I like the 94 version. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of goofy shit in that one, though. Okay. But, um, I mean, it's pretty faithful to the book as much as you can for a network uh, miniseries. Yeah. Considering that novel has a lot of, well, king-isms in it. Dude. Which... <laughs> that novel <laughs> is the king of all king-isms. <laughs> I mean, how many pages is the the the... the the official, the final version of that book. It's like, like a thousand pages. If not more than that, yeah. 1,200 pages. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's so big. It's a great story, but... Yeah, when it comes to the novel, I tune out at like page 503, and then there's like a 300-page gap where I just can't get through it, and then I pick up again at like the last 200 pages or whatever. A lot of people agree. A lot of people did that, yep. Once they get to Colorado, I kind of like, oh, this is really boring, dude. But this, I mean, the the new miniseries looks great. Whoopi Goldberg's in it. Yeah, that's perfect oh, wow. casting. Yeah, I don't know off the top of my head who the other actors are, but it looks like they changed some characters around. Okay. Or I guess they're 
their ethnicities, which is cool. Yeah. Because there's some stuff in the book I know you can't get away with today. Okay. So I can see why they changed that stuff. Mm. You know? There's a lot of, well, we've talked at great length for anybody out there that doesn't already know. We've got episodes, if you go back through our back catalog on Geeking Poetic podcast, we've got plenty of episodes talking about Stephen King. And one of the things that we have noted in the past is that Stephen King, he talked about a lot of questionable things. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not just talking about because it's horror and it's scary. No, there's just certain things, judgments he made on things that were like, ooh, I wouldn't have. Uh, where was your head at that? Yeah. Well, what were you thinking, dude? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that's a given that there's things that are going to have to change. It's, you know, it's a different world now. So. <laughs> Yeah, that looks really cool. Now, when when is that supposed to come out? I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, I don't know if it's this fall or next spring. It would make sense if it came out this fall. Well, I, soon. I, yeah. yeah, I okay. thought it was supposed to be coming out soon. I thought it was supposed to be like end of fall, early oh, okay. winter. But I'm curious if it still is because we've had so many reschedulings because of 2020. And the subject matter is perfect for what we're going through this year. Oh, it so. sure as shit is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it deals with a uh, a, a virus, a super that, virus that wipes out ninety ninety seven percent of the population. Yeah, the world population. Wow. Yeah, only like two or three percent are like immune to the virus, and they don't know why, and they've got to like band together. But there's like a good, oh yeah, good survivors and like evil survivors, and they all split into two factions. And there's like two people that kind of rule or control each faction, yes. and they they know that they're gonna one point get together and there's gonna be a huge explosion of of misery and and death and yep. violence yep <laughs> it, it's crazy it's it's an intense story yeah it's a long story but it's intense uh, something that i'm a little bit interested well i'm, I'm very interested in it but it they the, it's still kind of preliminary there was a movie that came out back in 2007 and i don't think you guys have ever seen it but it's a movie called across the universe okay and it starred like Evan Rachel Wood and Jim Sturgis and Joe Anderson. It was like a young, new cast at the time. Now, some of those act- actors and actresses have gone on to do some bigger things and everything. But at the time, they were new. It's a musical. You know, I like musicals. But what what's more specific about this is it's all based on the Beatles music. Okay. It doesn't, the story doesn't have anything to do with the Beatles, but it's a all original story about these kids growing up in the 60s and dealing with all the turmoil and they just use Beatles songs and references as helping to tell the story. It, it has a cult following, but it didn't do that good. Mm-hmm. So I was really interested to find out that the director and, and people involved in it, including a bunch of the cast, are like, lobbying to get a sequel made Mm. now when i first heard about this i thought it was like greenlit but from what i'm reading more about it as i don't think it has been greenlit yet it's just like everybody's like on board and everything but they want to make it in the 70s now and continue to use they said that you know maybe if they go into the 70s i don't know if maybe they'll include some of their solo stuff too that would be kind of cool like if they took some of the music that Lennon and McCartney and them did post Beatles and incorporate. I, I, they easily could. Yeah, a lot of people were pretty excited when this get, got leaked out there and announced and everything. But I'm not going to get my hopes up too high with this because it's still it's still just more or less just kind of talk. It's it's just on the table. It hasn't been to be determined. Yeah, it hasn't been signed, sealed, delivered just yet. 
Yes. So one thing that I know Megan is excited about is the Lock and Key yeah. TV series has been greenlit for season three and season two's not even out yet. <laughs> wow. When yeah. does season two come out? Uh, probably fairly soon. I thought it was coming yeah, soon. because season one came out earlier this yeah. year, I think. Oh, really good. I really enjoy it. I know there's some haters out there to it, but whatever. I liked it, so suck it. <laughs> but um, Now, have both you guys watched it? No. Okay. I've just, been meaning to. I know there's it's based too. on books or a series, mm-hmm. so I want to yeah, kind of read those first. Uh, speaking oh, of Stephen King. Yeah. Owen King, Owen I believe. Owen King yeah. wrote it. Yeah. yeah. Or directed it or whatever he's doing. He's in it somehow. But they're, they're actually hoping... To make it a four-season series. Okay. So I guess it just depends on how season two does. If he keeps his popularity, they'll go ahead and green light It seems pretty four. popular. Yeah. Yeah, season one did really well. So that's why we already got a season three just, in the works. Just in the last couple of weeks, I had two different friends of mine, Dave and Matt, come and message me and say, hey, have you watched Lock and Key yet? You should check it out. So... Mm-hmm. I've been telling you guys since this came out. I, I was never like, well, s- got to look at it. I You're like, ne- whatever, I'm doing it. I know. I, I know. never said that. You see, <laughs> I just said I want to, but there's just so many other things that I keep know. coming out. But I no, know. definitely, definitely want to check it out. When we saw the other day, when we were all hanging out and we saw that little uh, teaser kind of thing on Netflix for the first season, mm-hmm. and I just watched that little whatever it was, four-minute clip of it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you like The Haunting of Hill House and things like that, right. I think you'll really like this. It's not super scary, but it, it's it, it's tense at times. I, is it more leaning towards Hill House or is it more leaning towards a blind manor kind of thing? Like, is it is it scary or is it like a little bit more... I would put it in the middle. Okay. It's a little more fucked up. Like, ooh, that's weird. Like when you're putting key in the back of your neck and shit like that. Right. Walking through doors and ending up in weird places. But you got a demon that you're battling too. Dude, is that why you're always walking into doors and walls and shit? You do realize you don't have a key that lets you just walk through them, right? You just miss the times I do have the key in my neck where I can walk through them. (laughs) I see. That's that's what's going on here. I just happen to catch those times when you just just injure yourself. Yeah, I can't do it when somebody's watching me. Got it. Got it. Got it. It's like in that movie Mystery Men with the guy that that can turn invisible, but only when nobody's looking at him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sure. We'll go with that. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, in any case, uh, yeah, no, I will definitely check that out. I really want to see that. So Uh, one last thing real quick that I am excited about, and I think everybody else should be, and if they're not, then they need to be learned, is that... Uh, they announced all the movies that they're going to talk about in future seasons of Netflix's The Movies That Made Us. Have you guys watched? You, I know you did. I've watched it. Yeah, I like the, the Toys That Made Us and yeah, it's all this, their stuff like that. I love them. They're really interesting. I, yeah. They're well done. And they're nice because they're digestible. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not like, oh, you know, okay, I don't need to sit through a two-hour documentary about this This brief subject you know what i mean they keep it to like an hour or less Mm -hmm. and everything i mean me personally i will watch ten thousand hours of that kind of stuff (laughs) but i think it works better when they keep it brief yes i agree i liked the first season um then the first season they did things they did die hard and uh dirty dancing and a couple Mm -hmm. other ghostbusters they did Mm -hmm. like a few things in the new season they have announced uh, or new seasons they've announced the movies that they're going to do they're going to feature 
documentaries behind the scenes about Jurassic Park. Nice. Nice. Forrest Gump. Nice. Back to the Future. Yeah. Nice. Pretty Woman. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Megan likes. Megan's like. I'll give it that one. <laughs> Aliens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. yeah I knew you guys were going <laughs> to. Yeah. Elf. Yeah. I, Megan hates Elf. I don't. Uh. Yeah. I think Elf's funny. I like Elf. But RoboCop. Fuck Ooh. yeah. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Awesome. Friday the 13th. Wow. Halloween. And then la- and then the one that's the real curveball, last but not least, Coming to America. <laughs> really? <laughs> that doesn't fit with any of those. No. <laughs> awesome movie. Yeah. But and I'm and that's one that I'm actually one of the most interested in because I don't know that I've ever watched any kind of making of documentary, anything about coming to America. It's mm-hmm. a hilarious movie, great cast. But you know, so that that's cool. That's going to be all new to me. I've watched things about Jurassic Park and about Back to the Future and all that kind of stuff. I know a lot of stuff. I mean, I still totally want to watch it, but that this one's going to be coming to America. It's like I'm a I'm a clean slate, man. Like I'm I don't know anything about it. So <laughs> I'm like, OK, I just want to hear about how they came up with sexual chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sexual chocolate. <laughs> I still have not seen that movie. You've never seen it? No. I heard it's one of the greatest comedies of all time. It's but... really good. It's really fucking good. Incredible cast. I mean, yeah. It's Eddie re- Murphy is in it. and Yeah, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall and uh, James Earl Jones. Jones and, yeah. yeah, dude, what what a great cast, you know? Mm-hmm. And the great thing is that like in some of, like, in some of their other movies, Arsenio and uh, Eddie play multiple roles. And yeah. stuff. They're just so good at that shit. Yeah, no, coming to America. It's one of it's one of Eddie's best. One of these days, we should do something like that. Maybe like an Eddie Murphy. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. Eddie Dude, Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop, man. I'm all about that shit. I, I'm all <laughs> Nutty <laughs> Professor. Yeah, those are good too. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Nutty Professor is. Yeah, Nutty Professor is really good. Um, uh, man, Forty Eight Hours. Oh, fuck yeah. Trading man. Places. Do you ever mm. see Trading Place? <gasps> no. Oh my God! You've never seen Trading with, Places with Dan Aykroyd, yeah. dude. <laughs> dude, no, dude. You don't understand. This is not okay. Trading <laughs> Places, in my estimation, is one of the greatest movies of all really? time. It's it's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's so ridiculously fucking funny, dude. You ever seen The Golden Child? <laughs> you've never seen The. Child. No. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, yeah. We've got to do Eddie Murphy because you have to watch these movies. You need schooled boy. <laughs> Dude. I do too. So. Oh wow. Okay. Well, in any case, yeah. So anyway, that sounds great. I'm looking forward to this new yeah. Netflix series uh, continuation, and we'll see what it brings. Time will tell. There it is. <laughs> You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.
All right, and I think it is about that time we get into a little bit of squad talk. Talking the squad. Talking to the squad. And uh, we thought in this episode we'd talk about a couple of things that got brought up. And one of my favorite, maybe not your guys as much, but one of my favorite topics is cartoons. I love me some cartoons. I am a cartoon guy, although I'll be honest with you, it's weird. In my recent years, I haven't been as cartoony as I used to be. I used to watch You're cartoons. pretty cartoony. I may be cartoony in, in my behavior <laughs> and my thinking and everything about me. But in terms of sitting around watching cartoons, I mean, like I used to just sit and watch cartoons constantly. Did you? And now it's just my roommate, Willie, that just that's all he ever watches is does cartoons. Does he really? That's all he does. does he? It's all he does is watch Cartoon Network stuff. Like he just, just constantly. <laughs> I always know when he's been in the kitchen and had the television on because I turn the TV on and then it's on cartoons. Cartoon I'm Network. like, okay, <laughs> Willie's been in here. Um, I used to watch cartoons like a ton, especially you know even in the '90s and all that. There was a lot of great ones in the '90s, actually. Early 2000s, there was some. I've just sort of I don't know. I've lost interest in it a little bit. But our friend Alexander posted a poll. In the group where he was asking what people's favorite cartoon reboot remakes were that have recently come out. What I, what were some of the ones that he mentioned? Um, he mentioned Voltron Legendary Defenders. Right. Yeah. Voltron was an old series from the early mid 80s. Um, DuckTales. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, that would be my vote on that one. Okay. Um, She-Ra and the Princess of Power. Princess of Power. Yep. I, I'm going to sing every one of these theme songs. <laughs> and Transformers War of Cy- War for Cybertron. Robots in disguise. <laughs> Transformers. <laughs> They're more than meets the fucking eye, Megan. They are. Do you know that? I do now. Yeah, they are. Yeah, War for Cybertron, that would have been my choice out of that batch. Would it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, Voltron was cool too. Did you ever watch Voltron? When yeah, you I love Voltron. I heard this new Defenders is actually like really good. My That's, buddy Donnie was telling me about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've they, yeah. It seemed like uh, out of all of those, who got the most votes? Um, it was a tie between Voltron and Ducktales. That's. A pretty odd, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's people are going to go one way or the other, I yep. guess, on that. You know, um, that's pretty cool. I, I I have a question for you guys, and then putting you on the spot a little bit because we didn't plan this. But <laughs> if there was any cartoon that you feel like, man, they need to bring back that cartoon, and I don't just mean like rerun old episodes, but like bring it back, do it with you know modern. Uh, you know technology and everything and like what cartoon are you like man if they brought that back that would be the bomb like i would watch that i would encourage that what would it be robocop alpha commando okay i should have known it'd be robocop (laughs) (laughs) that's more of a 90s thing though that's okay it it could be any it doesn't have to be it's just got to be an old cartoon that isn't hasn't been around for a while, you know. I mean, it could be from 15 years ago or 10 years ago or something. But what do you think? Yeah, you'd go in with that RoboCop cartoon. I mean, that's kind of a joke. I really don't think you'd be able to make a violent cop cartoon nowadays. I don't think that would fly. You don't think so? But I mean, I mm-hmm. think you could now because I think you could do just about anything on streaming services. I think it just would depend on how you then sort of slanted it. Cause yeah. I think if you did it in a way that made it more, 
It can't just be cops, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like being brutal. No, I mean, you would have to obviously change some of that a little bit, but I think you could still do some sort but of But I think that. RoboCop is just due for a new revival, man. That's, RoboCop in general. Yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah, it's long overdue. I mean, the, the reboot they did with Michael Keaton didn't do that well. No. I actually enjoyed that one, you know? Yeah. But. Of course you did. I did. It's Michael Keaton. What's I mean, he's a love? badass. Yeah. Well, it's Michael Keaton and it's RoboCop. Yeah. I and mean, and when, Keaton plays like when. a villain, so he's really good at like villain roles. So yeah. it was, I He was great in, as the Vulture in Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm. And everything. Did you guys see that one? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man. No, I don't really, think I saw that one. Really good as a, as a villain. And the way he did it, too, because you don't out and out hate him. You know, like you, he's very like sympathetic with what happened and very realistic, like a very real, you look at it and you're like, I could see how, how he would turn into a villain. I could see how this could happen and what his reasoning was. He was still wrong, but man, Michael Keaton was perfect for it. Great in that role. So yeah, I, uh, Megan, what about you? How, if, if, what kind of cartoon would you like to see come back? Cartoon, cartoon, animation, cartoon. Yeah, anything, yeah. Well, my initial—I have, I have a tie. Okay. I'm gonna cheat. <laughs> um, I, I would like to see the cartoon, Beetlejuice. Obviously, I that would be love that show. Yeah. I think that would be a really good candidate to mm-hmm. come back. Yeah, I think people due. would love that. And apparently, it's like having a resurgence. The whole Beetlejuice thing right, right. now. It's like now's the time. Jump on it, right, people. That's what, what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I've seen a lot of people who probably because they're that age now, you know, that's the, like your age and everything that are what does that mean? just as it means that you <laughs> grew up with this. <laughs> I think that they're just as enthusiastic about the Beetlejuice cartoon mm-hmm. and nostalgic for the cartoon as they are for the movie. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's a really good choice. Yeah, good call. Yeah. And then... um. I, I loved Fraggle Rock. I would like to see that come back, but that's not a cartoon cartoon. No. That's why I said it's more puppetry. Well, didn't, did they not ever do any kind of, I thought there, well, maybe it was on Fraggle Rock. They also had cartoon animated stuff on there. Maybe. I don't remember. Because they brought back Muppet Babies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they could always make Fraggle Rock as a cartoon yeah, instead th- of puppets. They'd probably be better off, actually. I I don't really know what I would want. See, for me, it, it's always been more about like cartoons that I wish they would have made, mm-hmm. but never really did. I mean, this is like cheating a little bit, but I wish they would take the cartoon animated segment from the infamous 1978 Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> the Boba Fett one? Otherwise known as the only redeeming quality of that special was when they introduced Boba Fett in the animated segment. Um, I wish they would take that and, you know, maybe make it a little better and everything, but like make a series like that and make that now. I know they've done, I mean, we've had animated Star Wars cartoons, plenty of them. And I know they did like the galaxy of adventures. It's kind of like that. But I would just like to see it actually done even like how, like, I know people thought the animation was weird because it was, it was this weird, like, Ralph Bakshi kind of animation. I thought it was cool, man. I like how weird it would look. And I think now people would kind of dig it because, I don't know, I thought, like, the animation for shit like Clone Wars was weird, you know, the way that they looked. So that's one I would like. Um, but as far as actual cartoons, and I know they've kind of rebooted these 
in other ways too, but I would love a continuation of Battle of the Planets mm-hmm. from the 70s, which was based on, which was actually an American redub of a show called Gachaman. Gachaman. Yep. <laughs> Gachaman from Japan. And uh, I would love that. And, uh, you know, and again, like I said, I can sit here all day long and think of things I wish they would do. Like I wish they would have done a pro- like a Shogun Warriors cartoon. Things like that would fly now, man. People would just fucking love it. A, like a Micronauts cartoon, like all those 70s properties that were like toys and comics, but it was before they were allowed to make legally to make cartoons because you couldn't do that back then with a lot of those toy properties. Mm -hmm. You could make toys based on cartoons. Cartoons. You couldn't make cartoons based on toys. Silly. Yeah, because they considered it to be then it was like a commercial. It's so dumb. Well, that's why finally in the early 80s, Reagan came along and was like, okay, enough of that. And then that's why the 80s was nothing but (laughs) He-Man, Transformers, My Little Pony, Care Bears. That's when all that boomed because Mm -hmm. they didn't have that restriction anymore. So I would love for them to go back and take some of those cartoon or some of those characters and franchises and make cartoons out of them now. You know, Shogun Warriors, something like that. Shogun mm-hmm. Warriors are on my mind <laughs> far, far too often. Far too often in my mind, I think about Shogun Be in Warriors. in that mind of yours. It's, yeah, I'm always... Get crushed by toys. To, yeah, because I'm such a toy, like, fanatic, you know, to say the least. Fanatic isn't even probably a good enough word for It's not for good it. enough, yeah. No, but Shogun Warriors was one of my favorite things. It was just one of those, like missed opportunities you know and i would love to see a proper 70s style not like the silly shit they've done more recently where they've crossed them over with the modern scooby-doo a 70s style kiss cartoon yeah based on kiss (laughs) with their characters from back then like based on like how they were in the 70s kiss comic book and everything dude that would be fucking amazing there's so many of us middle-aged dudes that would just be over the moon for that man <laughs> be like we finally got our kiss cartoon like i said i know they did kiss like that kiss meet scooby-doo thing and that was cute that was okay but not quite the same thing so and then real quick there was another thing kind of tying in somewhat with this which was there was a thing asking, uh, there was a, a meme kind of poll type thing that was shared that was asking which 80s cartoon had the best leader. And it was things like Optimus Prime from Transformers. It was, uh, you know, Duke from G.I. Joe. It was Lion-O from Thundercats, He-Man from Masters of the Universe and everything. Like, what would you guys vote is like the best leader main character we'll even say like a main character it doesn't have to be like a military action thing because i know mm-hmm. you probably you know a lot yeah, of those you didn't. say i wouldn't pick any of those but it <laughs> wasn't really your thing but like who would you say was like your favorite main character like leader character on a cartoon hmm kind of rack my brain of all the cartoons i know <laughs> yeah you know leonardo from from yeah, teenage mutant fuck. ninja turtles that's what i'm saying there's there's so many um here, I'll go first. I got okay. I got a couple because I, I somebody mentioned it in the comments in that. Yeah. Papa Smurf. 
Okay. Yeah. Fucking that's a good great one. leader. Yeah. Keeps he, them from all being killed and yeah, he was the, old, all the he time. was often the only sensible Smurf because exactly. the rest of them were just a bunch of fucking bumbling little <laughs> blue <laughs> assholes yeah, that they would get themselves into trouble. Bunch of little kitties running around over the place. Um, and then I also would go with Jen. Jen from the hologram. Uh-huh. She's truly outrageous. She truly, is. truly outrageous. Yeah. Fucking loved her. Loved her style. Wanted to be her. Loved everything about it. She was so fucking cool. Loved her, so I picked Jim. Good, those are good choices. I know. Yeah, I dig it. Oh, yeah. I was. I'm sorry, I wasn't <laughs> trying to vol- validate you. I'm just saying I agree with those. Those are those are cool. I don't know anything, Vito. Off the top of my head, I'm gonna go with Professor X from the X Men cartoon. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Because I just adore that series, man. Yeah, and he was just always, you know, calm headed and saw both sides of the argument sometimes, but he was still on the side of good and. He banded everybody together to fight whatever they needed to fight. Yeah. And Although some would say, you know, that whole thing he did with Jean Grey and fe- yeah. causing the whole Phoenix fiasco, was he right for doing, you know, said some people question sometimes his motives of his judgment on things, but I think that made him more human. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a good choice, man. I mean, that's right on the border. That's not, that's, it's, I'm going to give that in. That's kind of 80s because that was like right there at the end of the 80s, start of the 90s. Yeah, I mean, when out of those ones that people mentioned in there, I kind of went with Duke, you know, from G.I. Joe because I love G.I. Joe. I've talked about it before. I love the G.I. Joe cartoon, especially the first miniseries that were out in like 83, 84, and all that. The problem is, Duke is not really my favorite Joe. Like, he's not my favorite character. I, there's so many other f- characters from G.I. Joe that I'm much higher on. Mm-hmm. I loved. Man, I, I don't... Out of the 80s, I guess I got to go with He-Man. I mean, I, I love He-Man. I'm a big Masters of the Universe fan. I don't know. He-Man was just cool. I kind of I kind of got a kick out of his, like, wimpy alter ego <laughs> with Prince Adam and Cringer. And when Battle Cat was cringer yeah. when he was, you know, silly ass Orko and everything. <sighs> yeah, if I have to choose from 80s, I'm probably going to go with He-Man. That's probably my favorite, like, main character. But that's a tough one, man. It depends on my mo- my mood. You know, and then what about, like, other, yeah, what about other things that are, like, not superhero or, we you know what I mean, or military like that? What if we went with something like, you know, because what I watched probably more than anything was I watched in the 80s and everything is I watched stuff like you know Warner Brothers cartoons like I watched Bugs Bunny so to me I would say maybe something like Bugs Bunny would be a great leader main character of the whole Warner Brothers gang I think this one's out of the 90s but I would go with Pinky or Pinky and the Brain Brain or Brain the Brain right I'd yeah go with Pinky brain. Pink, yeah you go with Brain yeah I'm yeah, going with Brain off <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's Pinky same thing we do every night Pinky try to take over the world <laughs> I was it's funny you said that because I was just thinking about Animaniacs but that's actually like 1990 yeah that's 91, more 90s yeah something like that yeah yeah we got so we get into the 90s that's a whole other thing. But just thinking about eighties, yeah, I, I would I'd I'm just gonna go with He Man. I think that's like a pretty solid, pretty solid leader, mm-hmm. main guy kind of thing. What do you suggest? And we are now we are getting to the end home stretch. <laughs> we are just about 
out of time, out of road. So before we wind up running off the cliff. Like you do in Mario Kart all the time. Oh, why? I'm never going to live that down. <laughs> well, no. if we got our hover conversion on the DeLorean, I think we'll be okay if we run out of road. You know, we'll just Roads? <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> but what we do need is to suggest some things, because this is the what do you suggest uh, part of the show where we leave you on a high note of some other cool things to go check out besides the stuff we've already been talking about. Uh, as always, we start with Vito. Vito, what do you suggest? Well, I have a music album for you guys. It's the new Seven Dust album called Blood and Stone. As of this recording, they only have three singles out right now. Um, one of them is a Soundgarden cover of The That's, Day I Tried to Live, which is really, really good. Fucking awesome. And the other two are just really heavy, melodic singles, which... That's what Seven Dust does the best, man. And That band's so fucking good. Dude, they are seriously one of the best hard rock, you know, if you want to call them metal, metal bands for the last 20 years, in my opinion. Yeah, know? it's like, I, I don't know what you'd... I don't care about, you know, we I don't care about labeling bands. Like, are they metal? Who cares? Is it good or bad? That's, that's how I look at it. But if I was going to kind of give them any kind of label, I would say it's like... It's it's like gateway metal. Yeah. <laughs> and by that meaning, like, if you're somebody that doesn't really listen to metal music, if you're more of just like a pop rock kind of person, but you want to get into something that's like definitely heavier than the average stuff that's played on the radio, but not exactly Slayer. You right, know? It's right. not exactly Metallica, Slayer, you know, Megadeth or whatever. Yeah, they're a good gateway band, you know. But that, that does some people look at that as... An insult. I don't. I don't think so at all. I think. I think they're being a gateway band is actually an honor because you inspire people to check out more. You know, it's you, you're not going to be a very good gate opening or gateway if you're not any good. Seven Dust are one of those great gateway bands. They're a band I've recommended to people that have been like, yeah, you know, what should I check out? I'm like, check out Seven Dust, man. They're melodic. Lejean's just one of the best front men. Fuck yeah. So fucking good. And they're seriously one of the best live bands you could ever see in your entire life. Yeah. They? Yeah. They're just, they're always on and they're just, they're awesome, man. Yeah. I cannot recommend that band enough. Yeah. They've been one of my favorite bands since 1998 and one of like mm-hmm. the biggest like influences on my music writing style since then, you know. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be talking more about that soon. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep, 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 yep. All right. Uh, Megan, what yes. do you suggest? I am going to suggest a little movie. I thought this was a series when I started it. Little did I know I'd be sitting for several hours watching this, but um, a little movie called Enola Holmes. Yeah. It's a Netflix. Netflix. Yep. Movie. Netflix movie. Um, it's about Sherlock and Mycroft's Holmes. Little baby sister Enola, and her their mom goes missing, and then they have to kind of band together to find out what to do with Enola and what to do about finding mom, and mischief ensues. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say that. Enola is played by uh, Millie Bobby Brown, also known as Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Eleven. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, she's great. And Superman's in it. Superman. Which you one? Mean, Henry uh, Cavill. Henry Cavill. <laughs> Yep. Henry Cavill plays Sherlock. He does. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Great cast. Um, what's her face? It's always in with Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's uh, oh. Helena Bonham Carter. That's yes. it. Yeah, she's in it. Yep, she plays mom. So this is a movie. It's a movie. Oh, okay. I thought I was under the impression for some reason it was like a I series. I thought it was a I series too. too. And I was like, it kept going and going and going. I was like, oh. 
okay. I don't understand how well, you know we should be done by now. Starting <laughs> the next the next episode, I was like, oh right. no, it's it's a whole it's oh. an actual movie. I was like, oh, it's really good. Yeah, really well done, really well acted. Nice. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I wish it was a series because I want more. Yeah. Well, Had good. It. Hopefully, hopefully other people will feel that way, and then maybe there will be more. There will be more. There we'll have a be. sequel. Nice. Yeah, it'd be nice. I'd be nice if it was done like the BBC Sherlock series and stuff where it was like movie length episodes and just put out, you know, like three or four of them, you know. That'd be awesome. That would be great because I loved Sherlock. Sherlock was Mm -hmm. the bomb. (laughs) So it was it was almost a shame that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch blew up to be so big. So big, right? It it kind of so good. Kind of screwed up that show because then he became too big for it. And it was like, oh man. (laughs) It's the best. But anyway, it was entertaining and enjoyable while we had it. Uh, for me, staying on the whole Netflix tip, they just recently released The Haunting of Bly Manor. Now, people, and myself kind of included, mistakenly thought that this was going to be some kind of almost like a sequel to The Haunting of Hill House. It is not. Not even close. It is not. This is more in keeping with the American Horror Story kind of formula where they bring back the same actors and actresses and writers and things, but it's a completely new, different, unrelated entirely Mm. story and not only is it unrelated in that in the story but just the overall vibe whereas hill house was pretty creepy at times pretty pretty damn creepy and a lot of jump scare stuff and which i do like i like you know i like i like when it's done well and it dealt more with um modern kind of difficult family family Mm-hmm. situations yeah. and stuff you know where there were addicts and sexual uh identity things all the, all different kind of more like modern topics uh Bly Manor actually takes place back in the 80s primarily and it's based on an old book called the classic called the turn of the screw and it borrows very heavily from the turn of the screw and it it has a totally different tone to it mm-hmm. there's moments where you're like oh that's kind of creepy and you know and stuff but this is really more like a dark turn of the century kind of sad romance in a way mm-hmm. yeah it's it, very much in a way well they kind of are self self referential in it when when the uh the the one character who's acting as a narrator and everything is telling, she's telling this story in modern times to somebody and the person she's telling the story to says, uh, you made a mistake at the beginning. You told us this was a, this was a ghost story, but in truth it's a love story. And that's really what it is. It's really more of a love story kind of thing. And I've seen a lot of people complaining about that. Because I think they expected this to be like full of scares and all this kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it still falls under that header. I mean, it deals with there's death and ghosts and you know what I mean? There's some scary shit in there, but it's not like what most people are used to. It's more old fashioned. I liked it because of that. I actually found it refreshing because of that. Because, well, for one thing, my personal taste, I like that sort of thing. I like old 
scary stories. You know what I mean? I, I like Mary Shelley Frankenstein. I like Bram Stoker's Dracula. And I mean the original, the old books, you know, Phantom of the Opera. I liked when there was romance and sort of a Victorian kind of spin on yeah. things. I, I liked it. And the other thing is, is that as much as I really liked Hill House, the one thing I walked away from with that show was that all of the characters to some degree or another were fucking annoying. <laughs> they were all like they at one point or another, I was literally yelling at the TV going, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up. Right. You were. Yeah, because yeah, you were. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, would these people stop talking over each other? And it was very typical of modern day because yeah. that's all everybody does from our politicians on down is just talk over each other and not listen to each other. And. This didn't have that same vibe. Mm -mm. All the characters. Now, I mean, there were bad guys and good guys and stuff, but all the characters were interesting and they had some depth to them and they were acted very well. If you go in, so I'm recommending this to people. If you go into Blind Manor, just understand that it's not going to be your typical Annabelle kind of thing. It's it's going to have more, you know, in some ways it feels more like a PBS series. Like it's going to yeah. be like a, a scary Downton Abbey almost in, in a way, although it's more modern than that. But it had more of that vibe to it for me. So if you're more open to something like that, if you're somebody like me, that's not all that deeply into super scary stuff, check it out. I th I think it's worth checking out. Just yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. It's just understand what it is because a lot of people went into it thinking it was going to be something else, mm -hmm. and I think unfortunately it negatively affected their outlook on the movie. So, um, but before we go, the one last thing is we always want to give a shout out to another podcast out there because it ain't all about us. We've got a lot of shows that we enjoy. We've got a lot of friends that do this. And a lot of shows that have inspired us, you know, or even included us on their show at times. Vito, we've got a show uh, you want to recommend? So this one is Dissonant Harmony. Yeah. By uh, Seth Morris and Zach Oidel, which I've known Zach for a very long time. And Larry and I were actually just guests on his uh, show last week or the week before. Yeah, recently. And the episode isn't out yet. No, uh, not yet. But it's coming out soon. Probably by the time this show airs, it should be out. Yeah, if it's not, definitely be looking for it. Uh, Vito and I, along with Paul and Gary uh, from November's Doom, the four of us were guests on there talking about a lot of stuff. It was it was a really, really good conversation. Those guys are really good yeah. guys. So it was a they're really cool show. They're they're kinda new, right? They they haven't been around real long. Yeah, they just started, I believe, at the start of this year. Yeah. They've got, I think, maybe under twenty episodes at this point now. Right. And they talk about music stuff and they interview musicians, like actual musicians. And, uh, and and us and us. <laughs> so they talk to actual musicians and us. Yeah, no, it's a really cool show. Uh, they definitely could use your support because they're still kind of young. Uh, so definitely check it out if you're into music like we like and stuff. If you're into metal and you're into proggy stuff, all that different shit. Check out Dissonant Harmony and uh, give them a shout out and let them know that we sent you because they're good guys. That they are. And on that note. I think uh, I think we're out of here. Anything else you want to say, Meg? You get you have you, have you uh, put the pen away that you're going to stab me put with? Put the pen away. Thank you. For now, until the microphone's off, I don't need <laughs> I don't need witnesses. Oh fuck! <laughs> All right. Well, 
I'm going to hightail it out of here before I get stabbed. It's you probably know, a good idea. Death by ink, you know. <laughs> and uh, seriously, everybody, thanks for checking us out. We will be back soon with episode 11. As always, like, share, comment, subscribe. We have a Patreon. If you're so inclined, the link can be found in the description. We'll have links for other things that we referenced on the show in the description as well. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify or any of those channels, we also have a YouTube channel uh, that where you can watch videos. You can also just even listen to us on YouTube. And if you are checking us out on YouTube and you just want to listen to us, look for us on any of those aforementioned platforms, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, all those, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're on. We're on. Anywhere podcasts are available, we're most we're likely there. on there. We're there. Yeah. We're like omnipresent. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's about it. We will see y'all soon. That's all she wrote, folks. And that's that. <laughs> There's nothing we could do about it. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. See ya.